coming up on your favorite podcast. We finally did it. Oh, Jesus. 18 grueling, agonizing weeks. We get to the end of the NFL regular season. And we have the playoffs upon us. And I just could not be more excited about it. In fact, I'm so excited that I wanted to do something unprecedented here at the podcast. Tonight, we are trying our first quad pod. This could be a total disaster. Normally, we like to do a little menage pod with my guys, Zach and Ryan. But tonight, we're going full blast quad pod with my guy, Ty, Zach, Ryan. We're going to preview the playoff matchups. We're going to hand out some awards this season. We've got a whole bunch of them. i got like 10 awards lined up. We're going to talk about who fills the coaching openings as Black Monday has come upon us. And there are officially five at the moment coaching openings, and we think they are not done. There might be more as we uh, come around to it. And uh, we'll break down all the things. What's the legacy of the 2023 NFL season? Should be interesting. It's Zach. It's Ryan. It's Tyus. The Quad Pod is next. Hey, it's the Tim Anderson Podcast. I'm Tim. And boy, do we got something for you tonight. We are blowing out the budget and maybe the computer to make this work, but I am so jazzed for it. We are doing a quad pod here at the Tim Anderson Podcast. We've always teased it. It's always been like the lost Ark of the Covenant, but tonight we are doing it for real. The quad pod starting on my left. My guy, Rhino. Rhino, who is watching his favorite football team, the Michigan Wolverines, currently putting, uh, currently ahead of the Washington football Huskies. Rhino, good to have you. I want to be very clear up front. There is no team in all of sports that I hate more than Michigan football. So what happens if Michigan pulls up two, three scores here? Do we expect to see you through the remainder of this pod? Probably not. I'll be pretty pissed. Uh <laughs> I, I I do not want that to happen. Um, I also want to point out that I'm on mock draft number 76. Uh, Taking it light. Uh, uh, this is how I cope with the Vikings not being good. And we've got to welcome in on uh, the, I'll work my, the guy in the middle at the last, but I'll do the other regular here on Monday nights uh, wearing a Reggie white throwback Packers jersey today that is the coach the coordinator and the owner of two NFL franchises Zach knee neighbor Zach hello how's it going Tim I heard you stuck it to some chesty sixth graders today you had to let them know who the boss was I'm assuming that oh, went well absolutely absolutely there was a, there was a lot of chesty sixth graders in October who were <laughs> eating some crow today uh as I as I brought busted out the Reggie White jersey for them that hallway at that middle school was stinking with your farts all day walking around that place, acting like you owned it. That was uh, probably something special today to be had. Couldn't wait for that. And of course, on the quad pod, normally a, a fixture on the Pickapalooza pod late in the week. But since we're picking and reviewing tonight, we had to work them in. My guy, Ty. Tyus from his palatial manor just a few miles up the road joining us. Tyus, good to have you here. Yeah, this is exciting stuff. We've talked about this a lot, and uh, you've invited me on a few times, but it's never worked out. And uh, yeah, when you invited me on today, and I had the time, had to make it happen. 
So well, this we is, you guys have been our football guys all year, so we had to make this work as like a state of the union kind of conversation. Go ahead, Zach. In, fair, in fairness, we invite Ty on when Ryan's teams get beat and suddenly he has what they call headphone issues. <laughs> okay, do you want me to prove it to you? I'll prove it to you. I had to duct tape these both sides last week. I was trying to glue them and the glue wouldn't stick and I didn't can, have any duct tape. Can I ask oh, what you oh. did to those headphones? Can I ask what you did to cause that breakage? Can I just say that these are $167 headphones that I chucked across the room and broke? Over? Um, over what? Well, that would be over the uh, Michigan Wolverines winning against the Alabama Crimson Tide last week, Tim. Um <laughs> First of all, I think you owe the entire podcast listening audience an apology for not being here last week. Because I don't owe anybody issues. anything. Will you apologize to all of our listeners? I will not. When there's, will no, you apo- there's no apologies on this podcast I've found. No, I, no, I, no I none from Ryan. To make. You do have an apology. Okay, let's take yeah, it. Apologies I, right here. I, I need to apologize to uh, the general manager, Mr. Gutekunst, you magnificent bastard. Um, on, on draft day on this pod... When we heard that the Packers were moving up, I said, anyone but Jordan Love. You and did it wasn't say that. A Jordan, it wasn't a Jordan Love hate or an Aaron Rodgers love, um, but it was just like when you make that decision, right, It's it's uh, you're not getting immediate help. It puts a clock on your quarterback. But, my God, they've done it again. Yeah. They've done it again, <laughs> and it's going to be glorious to not worry about quarterback again for another 15 years. <laughs> I don't know about that. He's made the throws, but you got to give a lot of credit to the young receivers who nobody's ever heard of just getting wide open all the time. It seems. Yeah. It's weird that he could make it, he could make it work with those receivers, but Rogers couldn't weird. (laughs) He's uh, the, the young guys have played well, but I mean, we look at it here, right? I mean, he does not have a thousand yard receiver. It's true. Aaron Jones was out for much of the middle of the year, which may have been a blessing in disguise, man. He's been wonderful the last three games when they've needed him. So, but we, we can talk more Packers later, but I had to get my apology in since you don't have, we don't have to, I will give one apology. <laughs> oh my gosh. Apology for Ryan. Let's hear it's it. Christmas miracle. According to Tim, uh, I want to apologize to the Chicago bears for ever taking you seriously uh, oh. as an organization. Uh, I understand that the idea that you may have been able to put a decent football team out there at least one game a year, Against the Green Bay Packers may have been high expectations, but you know what? There's always next year and the year after that for you to continue to disappoint the entire city of Chicago. So good job, Chicago. Uh, You did it. You you did exactly what everyone expected you to do except for me. Uh, Congratulations. Nice work. And I think at this point we agree, right? Fields is done there. Yeah. See, I I don't know if that's true. I can't can't say that yet, can I? I I don't know if I can. In Chicago, he's done. They can't bring him back after that yesterday. But he's played pretty well. I mean, he, he's been, I think, a better than average quarterback the last six, seven weeks or so. That organization has looked downright competent for what, much what of the second yesterday? half of the season. What did he, he didn't have a great yesterday? game yesterday. Didn't have a great game yesterday. I agree with that. He, he didn't look good yesterday. He, once again, I, right? I mean, he's 0-6 against the Packers. It's true. Right. And much like Ryan says, like they, you get hired to win one game at Ohio State. Right. If you're in Chicago, you have to beat Green Bay. OK, uh, so you're saying that's it. Justin Fields out. 
Chicago. Caleb Williams will be in. Yep. If that's the case, Tyus, Justin Fields to the Minnesota Vikings. Your, your thoughts? No, uh, no interest. No. Um, <laughs> I need someone to complete can complete a pass a little better than that. Um, I stated my case on this a couple weeks ago, and I nothing changed since then. Is that I just don't think the GM Ryan Poles can can uh, afford to not you know to pass up on another number one quarterback. They don't come along all the time. You got it back to back years and you passed on it last year, you do it again, and Caleb Williams works out, and Justin Fields doesn't, and that's it for you. So I just think, based off of that, you you have to take a chance on the next guy. Again, you never know if you'll have the first pick for a long time. So I think that's fair, right? That's the argument that I think, and Zach, I think that's probably the point you were making as well, that it's, if you have the chance to reset the clock, and you always talk about that, Zach, resetting the clock on the quarterback, you have a chance to reset the clock on a generational quarterback. You feel like a potentially generational quarterback. We don't know if he is or not, I, but to try it I, again is worth it, right? I mean, I guess that's the comeback. I, I'd be okay. I, I've talked to Ryan about this, and I don't know if it got on the pot or not, but I, I'd be fine if they move back a pick, let someone else take Caleb Williams, and they draft Marvin Harrison Jr. You trade fields for whatever you can get right now, a second or a third and just try to reload with some of those extra picks and then go. I said they should pay Kirk, but um, right. Give Kirk, give Kirk four years, 180 million, but you're not a pay the quarterback guy. That's but, but for them, I would, they'd have all the weapons there cheap, right? All their other weapons would be cheap. So I'd be fine with that. Or if you don't want to do that, then they could, take a year of not having a quarterback, just go with whoever for a year. Well, you have field still on a fifth year. Like he's got a fifth year option. You could bring him back. Yeah. But I think at this point I'd rather knowing he's not in my long-term plans, I'd rather have a second or third round pick for him. Right. And when when I brought this up too, this was a couple weeks ago, like there was still conceivable that they could get more than that for him. But I think that ship has sailed now. Isn't the challenge though, the idea that if you're going to keep Eberflus, and you're going to keep polls, are you just going, and what, are you going to change Luke Getze as the offensive coordinator? Like, you're not going to change the coaching staff, but you're going to change the quarterback? I feel like that doesn't work. Well, right? I like, do the you, whole thing, but. Yeah, but it mean, doesn't look like they're going to fire Eberflus, is my point. And so if they're not going to fire him, and they're going to bring him back, do you trust him to start with a new quarterback? Like, I don't know if I would. Well, I, that's that's why I would fire him. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ty was on that camp too, two weeks ago. He said, let's fire Eberflus. Ty was on a firing mission two weeks ago. He wanted to fire everybody. He had 10 coaches fired last week. Uh, if you ask him, we did have five coaches fired, Ryan. So I want to give you first crack at some of this stuff. Five job openings official right now. Uh, the Washington Cobra commanders, no surprise there. The Atlanta Falcons, the obviously the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego, the Las Vegas Raiders of Oakland, and uh, the Carolina Panthers. Panthers. So, and there might be more to come. Like, we we still think there's a chance that somebody in the playoffs might get fired. There's a lot of Sirianni talk right now. Like, people are just, I mean, have sold out on Nick Sirianni all of a sudden. He has lived long enough to become the uh, the villain in Philadelphia. Rhino, your thoughts on some of the firings today? No surprises, or were there any surprises, or were there surprises that didn't happen today? 
Uh, I don't know if there's any surprises at this point. Uh, I, I think that the surprises are probably going to come in the playoffs. Uh, I think that if, you know, if Green Bay can go in and do what Green Bay does and beat Dallas in Dallas in, in the first round of the playoffs, then, you know, I think we're going to be looking at the end of the, the Mike McCarthy era in Dallas. Um, I mean, the, the, the expectations for Dallas this year are sky high. I mean, that they are, they are saying that the expectation is Super Bowl and, and it probably should be the way that they've played the last few weeks. But I think that we've said on this podcast multiple times that, you know, Mike McCarthy is, is going to end up on the hot seat. And, and it's just because he's, for some reason, he seems to be an underachieving coach in the playoffs. Can't tell you why, uh, but he is. So Super Bowl winning coach. Right. I mean, and look, one Super Bowl, considering the level of talent that he's had on his teams is a disappointment. Right. And I, and I think that that's fair to say for him. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, he's probably a, a guy that you've got to watch there. I, I don't know that anybody else in the playoffs is really on the, on the hot seat at this point. I don't really buy the, the Sirianni stuff. I think he's probably fine uh, in, in Philadelphia. I, I don't know that I would, I would fire him. That feels really knee jerk to me. What if they get beat by Tampa? Yeah, that might change the story a little bit. <laughs> Baker I, I Mayfield just, lights I mean, them up. They're trending in that way right now. Well, they got destroyed yeah. by the Giants yesterday. I mean, they well, just got whipped. They were one and five down the stretch. And that's just not going to do it. Yeah, and bad I'm, football against a bad Giants team. That ain't going to do it. Go ahead, Zach. And then Wink Martindale resigned today, too. Did you see that? Wow, really? I didn't know that. Yes. Wow. So he is out as the Giants defensive coordinator. Interesting. Well, there was all that talk that, you know, that maybe let, because Dayball and hit, there was the thought that those two were clashing during the course of the season. Dayball had dismissed it. Um, seems like a pretty fast move on his part. That tells me that there might have been something to that. Uh, yeah, as we and get I think, to, you know, I think there's still other firings that could happen from non playoff teams. Right. I mean, yeah. we're not 100%. Convinced that Belichick's going to be back. Nope, you're right, and that could end up being a trade or something as well. Yep. Um, you know, we we're not 100 percent convinced they're what the Bears are doing, right? So I think there's still some possibilities out there. Let's and give yeah, a couple Dennis days. Allen too. I mean, if the team is going to not listen to you, and the backup quarterback's going to go in and in victory formation run a touchdown and completely disregard your orders, you may not have control of the team. So there's a chance that he could maybe be fired. You never know. Hey, Ty. Um. Jim Harbaugh wins the national championship tonight. Uh, and the Chicago, and he says, I'd like to coach the Chicago Bears. Do you fire Matt Eberflus tomorrow and hire Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, you do. I don't think that's going to happen. I've changed my position on that. I think he's going to be the coach of Michigan next year and, and for the foreseeable future. I think all that hoopla is behind him that we were talking about during the season. Um you know, spy on other teams. I think that uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be in the NFL anytime soon. But yes, if specifically there, if if he wants to coach in Chicago, done. What about any of these jobs? Like any well, of the. I mean, would you? It sounds like there's mutual interest between him and the Raiders, and the Raiders have offered him something. Really, and see, I've heard that it was the Chargers. So, so and I, and the Bears made sense because he's a Bears guy. Like everybody loves, like he's a Chicago guy. Everybody loves him in Chicago. So I, I always thought the Bears made the most sense. I don't know if the Bears are as desirable as one of those West Coast teams. 
just being honest. I don't, I don't know if they will. You know, you got the, you've got the, the top picks and stuff, but I don't know if the Bears are going to be willing to give up roster control. And I think that's probably something that Harbaugh is going to want. Well, what if he, what if he comes back? If he go, he goes to Chicago, moves back, a, you know, a pick. He gets Harrison Jr. and then he can draft JJ McCarthy. Ooh. Well, the, the word is that that's what he wants to do wherever he ends up. If he ends up in the NFL, is he wants to take McCarthy. Well, he's not going to go to the Chargers and draft him. No, but the Raiders make some sense. The Bears yeah. would make some sense. If you're looking to take your guys from Michigan, I mean, going to going to a quarterback needy team makes makes some sense there. Well, but the the he's probably going to take his guys. But don't you assume that the Michigan O coordinator is going to be the next head coach at Michigan if he leaves? I, I think so, but. You know, I, I know Ty thinks that the, the NCAA stuff has blown over. I'm not convinced of that. I think they're waiting until the end of the season for punishments to come through. That's how they've done it in the past. I think that if, if Harbaugh leaves, it means that something's coming. And, and they're going like to end Pete up Like Pete Carroll, getting, when Pete Carroll left uh, USC, yeah. it was sort of like he was preempt, you know, preemptive but strike. Not just Pete Carroll. I mean, Urban Meyer at Florida, right? That, that, that all fell apart after he left because of the legal stuff that happened in that program. Uh, you know, that this is, this is what happens in college is college coaches leave the programs holding the bag for um, for the record though. I don't blame college coaches for bailing to the pros. I mean, I recruiting sounds miserable. Yeah. And, it's a nightmare and, right now. And, right. And I say in, in current day, when you have to recruit even the guys on your own roster to keep them, it just when, sounds terrible. And when you've got guys in your university that, that don't want you there, when you've got guys in the NCAA that are out to get you, and you've got to deal with all of that stuff too, I mean, that to me sounds like hell. I would not want to deal with that. And you got Paul would, Feinbaum doesn't like you, and if he doesn't like you, I mean, holy man, shit, let everybody Feinbaum. stop that. Oh, man, but, that's but scary. Doesn't winning a national championship kind of cloud over a lot of that stuff, right? I mean I, I don't think it I don't think it does. It may actually make it worse if they end up doing something like talking. I don't even if they're talking about vacating the title, there's there is the the rumor is that the coaches around the country want a huge penalty for what they did. And and programs and conferences have been calling for huge penalties for Michigan. Okay. Although Michigan has come uh, out and said Ohio State's stolen our signs for years. We haven't said anything. There All was fair no in love of, and war. There's no proof of that. There's proof of what Michigan did. And it was a, the, the booster issue is the bigger issue. If you're yep. paying guys to go to games and, and, and steal signs on video, you're violating multiple rules that coaches don't want that Pandora's box opened. Programs don't want that Pandora's box opened. The NCAA is going to, is going to do something. And yeah, if he leaves, right. if he leaves, that's a major, that's a major red flag for me. Okay, if he so sticks around, I'm not as worried about it. Anything short of vacating a title, though, I think that slap a five-game suspension on at the beginning yeah. of next year, I don't think he cares. Probably not. Um, and he might. That might be enough to, to push him to the NFL. But if if he does go, I don't think it's that. I think he just has – I mean, we already know he had his eyes on the NFL just a couple of years ago. So wouldn't be shocking if he did. Um, but you win a national championship, especially at Michigan – yeah, I don't know. You you kind of uh, got your drinks uh, bought and paid for there for the rest of your life. So he's clearly the hot commodity, though. In because I mean, there's a lot of young coordinators that people like. Like I know Carolina is interested in Ben Johnson. 
uh, you know, the O coordinator at Detroit. Um, I know Aaron Glenn's getting some looks, which like, let's all pump the brakes on Aaron Glenn. Like, I mean, yeah, it's the better defense this year, but that was one of the worst defenses over the last handful of years. So everybody calm down a minute before we give the job to Aaron Glenn. Brian Flores doesn't look like he is going to get a look this year. Raheem Morris is going to get a look or two, but it's not the most exciting coaching carousel out there, right? I, I'm not super, I don't know if any of these coaches really get me going, really fill my bucket up with anything. I mean, do, I, I could be wrong on that. Ty, are you excited about anybody? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Flores is going to get looks. I, I, I wouldn't say that he's not going to. I think there was enough buzz early on, and this is not me looking at it through my purple glasses. It's just he's a former NFL coach who had some success, and it was kind of an odd situation that even caused him to to leave Miami. Um, you know, the, the one person I, I just don't want to look past too quick is Joe Barry. I mean, he's got to land somewhere. Am I wrong? <laughs> oh, you muted, you know, Zach muted himself. You got to unmute Zach so we can get that gem from you. You I, made I him said, mute. I said he's had a pretty good couple of last weeks. <laughs> So we can agree. Okay. I, I, you know, um, I still think they'll move on from him. Yeah. Right. Barring some sort of major run here where the defense plays lights out. Um, and, and that's the hard thing. Like the defense, like the defense looks good at times. Like you, you can see the skills there. It's just my constant thing is like, it seems like they're lined up wrong. They're not in the right spots. Um, I don't know. So I still think they'll move on from him. But, hey, they played well the last two weeks. Zach right? would be happy for Joe Barry to get a head coaching job. Zach would be ecstatic. He'd be like, go right ahead. Hey, congratulations. Go on. We can't wait that, to play against like you. my standing offer. Like, I have I have pledged a donation to any college team's NIL pool <laughs> if they hired P.J. Fleck. <laughs> and if Minnesota fires him, then I will make a donation to Minnesota's. <laughs> <laughs> I um I think the Flores thing is an interesting conversation. I think he's he's more likely to get a look at than I think people think. That defense just has they, they don't have any bodies. Right? I mean they he's he's done some good things with some young some young guys. They just don't have any talent. You know, they, they don't have really anybody on the defensive line. They've got a, a nice young piece at linebacker, but everybody else, you know, Hunter is, you know, going into his thirtieth year and he's not going to be on the team next year. I mean the 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 team isn't isn't good. One of the worst and, cornerback rooms I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's awful. So for him to do what he did in the middle of the season in that five game stretch where they looked really really good, I think there's a proof of concept there that the talent just couldn't carry out. Uh, and I think that if you gave him a full a full complement on defense, then then he'd be a a, a pretty good defensive uh, uh, defensive head coach. Yeah, he's he's the defense was better under him than it was at Donatello. There's no question about it. And I think he did more with less. No question about it. I'll give you that. All right, guys, you want to give out some awards? Over the course of this 2023 season, at the end of the pod tonight, I'll ask you guys what the legacy of this season will be. But I think we need to hand out some awards. Uh, the annual Tim Anderson podcast, well, this first annual Tim Anderson podcast end of season award show. It kicks off right now. Should be fantastic. Let's start with this one. We always like to start light. Looks like the Oscars, right? We're going to start with something kind of low and work our way up. Uh, Rhino, I'll begin with you. Best worst broadcasters of the year. 
Uh, my worst broadcaster is an easy call for me. It's Jonathan Vilma. Uh, it consistently every single game, he's terrible. He's wrong. He he's not clean. He's stepping on calls. He's just not good. Get him out of the booth. He's terrible. He, he's been hit in the head too many times. Uh, he can go sit on his bounty gate money and and you know live with that for a while. Wow. Um, my my best broadcaster. I, I I had a call on this, but I I think that. Tim convinced me it's Kevin Harlan, uh, just consistently great. Um, no matter what game he's calling, which, you know, it's surprising that that would be a metric that you have to consider when, uh, when you're talking about broadcasters and being professionals is just being able to call any game, but he can do it and he does it well. So he gets my call. Ty best and worst broadcaster. I think those are good nominations, by the way. Very good. What do you have, Ty? I think mine are going to surprise some people. I have a little bit of a different flavor when it comes to that. Worst is super easy for me, and this is going to offend some people. It's Tony Romo. I, I don't like being talked to in the way that he does. I don't like being told what play is coming. I don't think that the average fan is watching for that. Um, there's just too much there where he wants you to think he's the smartest guy in the world. And it's like, hey, we get it. You played in the NFL. You were a quarterback. You had some success. That's fine. We don't need to know, like he wants to teach people the intricate details of what's going on, similar to like uh, the level that Zach and Ryan need to know football. The average fan doesn't need to know that, right? We're not coaches. We're not high school coaches. We're not college professional coaches. We don't need to know. Um, and the best is is going to surprise people. I love Kirk Herbstreet. I loved him in college. I thought it was a great move to bring him to the NFL. Um, you know, he's obviously still doing a little of both, but he's a very clean game caller. He tells us he tells you what you need to know. Um, not controversial. I, just, I, I really like Kirk Herbstreet. Not bad. Yeah, a little different with Kirk Herbstreet. I'm surprised somebody went that route. I think he was bogged down by a bad announcer this year, but I thought yeah. Kirk Herbstreet did a fair job. Zach, your best and worst. Um, so I think my least favorite guy is Kenny Elbert. Okay. Yep. I can and, listen and, to that. And, and maybe part of that is the that he's usually partnered with Jonathan Vilma. Ryan, <laughs> um, but I just when you see when you see that uh, when you see that team in the booth, you're kind of like, Ugh. oh, we got yeah, a bad break today. We got yeah. Albert and Vil- Vilma. Tough break. Maybe I can go rake some leaves. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's how you're getting the game muted, and I'm not really paying attention. Uh, also, because they're usually getting like the Bears Vikings game in Week 17, so. Uh, that that might be part of it too. He seems to get it a lot. Um, he seems to be on a lot of Viking games recently. I, I just don't. I don't know what poor Kenny Albert did to the executives at Fox to get him paired with such a terrible color guy, <laughs> and to get all these shitty games. I don't know what what he did or who he offended. I don't know what he needs to sacrifice to what God, but it needs to happen now. And then yeah. my favorite, my favorite is actually Mike Tirico. I think Tariko uh, does a great job. I'm with you. Yeah. I I love him, and if I and, and I'm not I'm not a Chris Collinsworth hater, but I think that that booth could be so much better if you paired Tariko with someone better. My mm. favorite. I think Collinsworth does a fair job. They're a good team. We almost should amend this next year to like best and worst teams because I think that the pack. You're right about the Kenny Albert Vilma thing. Is it's sort of a package? You kind of bring the other guy with you a little bit to a certain extent. Um, and to a certain, this is why I have Kevin Harlan as my best. I'll give him that first because again, he can work any, he's usually getting the C game on CBS 
Um, and he, he it, sometimes it's a bad game. And he makes it sound like it's the best game of the week. Uh, he is a just a bona fide professional, and he works with anybody. He does a great job with Trent Green. I actually think Trent Green does a good job with him. Uh, but I watched a game because I've been trying to watch back 30 years since Fox took over. So I have been watching back on YouTube the 1994 NFL season because I'm curious. And the first game on Fox that was up was Green Bay versus Minnesota in Warren Moon's debut at Lambeau. Warren Moon was terrible. Kevin Harlan has the call with Jerry Glanville as his color guy. And Glanville is awful, awful. And Harlan is carrying him. He's like Brett the Hitman Hart in the 90s, where he just gets to work a good match with everybody. Just finds a way to bring the best out of somebody. That's Kevin Harlan. He's my best. Worst this year, it's Al Michaels. It's not, and it's it's not close. Al Michaels phoned it in this year, phoned it in because he believes he is above a bad football game, and that he doesn't have to call bad football games with any kind of professionalism. And it's like, you know, take your old ass home. If you don't want to call the game, they're paying you a lot of money. Take your old ass home. You know, like I'm tired of this entitlement that he, because he's over 70 and he's been doing it for a thousand years, he gets to just do it in perpetuity and be a crotchety old man about it. Either call the game and enjoy it or get out. There's a lot of guys that I'd rather have on Thursday night. You know, so Al Michaels was the worst this year. The worst. I thought it was a bad year for him. I'm with you on Vilma. He's not good. Vilma's not good. Thank you. Next one. Best and worst uniforms of the year, whether it's throwback, current, uniform change, logo change, etc. I'll go in reverse order. Zach, start us off. Ooh, um, I I do love when the Dolphins wear their throwbacks. Yes, I I think they're they're at the top. And anytime, uh, anytime you want to talk about a bad uniform. The conversation starts and ends with the Seahawks scuba gear uniforms. Those are horrible. <laughs> those are bad. <laughs> like scuba Steve. <laughs> so those were my least favorite. I like that one. Hey, Ty, what do you got? So you, you stepped on my call there. I was definitely going to say the worst was the highlighter green jerseys for the Seahawks. Just oh, see, but no, the, I'm going. I'm going with the not the highlighter green ones, but the other ones, the dark navy. Oh, that looks like they're. See, I think the green ones are worse. Don't you think the green ones are worse? No, I hate like the I hate the navy ones. The navy ones look like they're. they're it oh. looks it looks like a scuba suit. Okay, they're, just, they're so dark in the monotone. With with then they have like the green highlighter stripe down the side or whatever, just a tiny one. They're horrible. So you go the highlighter one, Tyus. Yeah, but I, I'll, I'm going to take a shot when I have one here, and it's the Acme Packer jerseys. I don't know if they wore them this year. <laughs> but they're the only ones worse than the regular Packers jerseys. <laughs> they did not wear those this year. They did not. Well, that's wear good. Them. That's fortunate <laughs> for everybody. What's the best one? So the best one caused a lot of controversy. I think I'm not going to be the only one to say this, but it's the Oilers, right? If if you have teams fighting over the jersey, it's uh it's it's a pretty good one. I like that Oilers jersey. That's a very good one. I liked that one a lot. Rhino. Uh this is going to be kind of controversial. Um I I hate the Denver Broncos uniforms. I hate them. Go back to the go back to the classics, the ones you wore in the eighties. They're so much better. I want the blue helmet uh, D. I do. I yeah. do. 
it's mm-hmm. it's just so much better. Uh, just the color, the blue is better. Yeah, the blue is just better. I love yeah. the blue. Yep, hundred percent. And, and and that goes almost across the board for me. I prefer classic jerseys to the ones with the, the modern looks. Uh, I, I like the modern looks in college football. I like the classic looks in pro football. And maybe that's just a personal preference, but that's kind of what we're measuring here. My uh, my favorite with a bullet is the Kelly Green Eagles throwback uniform. That was a good one this year. Uh, yeah, yep, those are the, good. The Kelly Green is always good. It's always hot. I liked it when it came back in 2010 when they did the, the throwbacks back then too. Uh, I was happy with Minnesota's throwback this year. I really, really enjoyed that. I wish they'd go back to that full time. Uh, but uh, oh, we didn't the, win a game with them this year. I would rather we never wear them if we're not going to ever really, win with them. Or we're zero really, two with them. I don't really buy into that so much. I just think they look better. Uh, and and I I but I, I think that ultimately the the Eagles uniform is is cleaner. Either them or the Dolphins. I, I agree with Zach that those are the probably the the best throwbacks in the in the league. I like both of them. I, I don't think there was a bad throwback this year. No, no. The, the, I, although except I'm for give the Colts, here. the Colts uh, new one is bad. I'm going to say the Lions one that they wore yesterday. I think that's bad. I don't like that Lions one. That's probably my worst for the I, year. The blue on the the blue on the gray doesn't look good. Yeah, I don't like the helmet. I don't like the un, the monotone kind of uniform. I just don't like that jersey at all. I thought that was my least favorite. Um, not, not a good look. Uh, so give me the lions one, the lions throwbacky, whatever that is, the 1960s logo on the helmet. Um, I don't like that one at all. That's terrible. Best one. I'm going to go throwback Seahawks. Oh, uh, they wore them a couple times. I love th- when you watch throwback Seahawks and then you compare them to highlighter green or scuba Steve, it's not close. Yeah. Like it is not close. They so need to be wearing those full time. Your least favorite was the Detroit Lions, the one they wore yesterday, and the one they oh, wore yeah, on the football. Bad. Yeah, yeah, those are those are bad. I think those are my least favorite this year. Without I do want to. While we're on uniforms, I want to give a shout out to the Cardinals rebrand here. Their their new uniforms, those are clean. I like them a lot. The all whites or the all blacks because they've done both all, this year. All of them. The whole the whole look with the stripes on the shoulders. The solid numbers, not a whole lot of extra piping or colors on the jersey. Solid with stripes. I like that they had the all black and the all whites this year to kind of give you something different to look at. I kind of liked it. I I didn't mind that. Uh, Biggest disappointment. We'll zip through these fairly quickly. Ryan, who's your biggest disappointment this year? Oh, take your pick. I mean, it's easy to say the Minnesota Vikings as a Vikings fan because we thought that it would be different this year and all the injuries kind of, you know, kind of of hampered that. But I think if if we're going to look at the expectations that were had and who was supposed to take a major step forward and who spent a shit ton of money in the off season. I don't know how you say anybody with the Los Angeles chargers. Uh, that team top to bottom was a complete failure. The idea was bad. Uh, the defense didn't work. You spent a ton of money on Khalil Mack. It didn't work out. Uh, and you know, the, the lone bright spot right now appears to be your quarterback. And what do you really have around him at this point? Your, your, your wide receiver draft pick, can't catch the ball. Your other wide receivers can't stay on the field. Your best running back seems to have fallen off uh, precipitously. He is not. He was not good this year. Uh, not worth the money that he was begging for. Uh, so I, I think that if you're going to pick a disappointment, it's got to be the Chargers. Hey, Ty, who's your disappointment this year? Yeah, if we're talking about teams, it's certainly the Chargers. You could make a, an argument for the, the um, Giants. Um, mm. You can make mm. an argument for the Jaguars, certainly the way they finished, mm. the way they started and the way they finished. 
Um, but taking it away from a team and just saying in general, my biggest disappointment for the whole year as a, a football fan is was all the quarterback injuries. Yeah. I thought it, it made for a lot of really, really, really unwatchable primetime games. Um, you know, I don't know what you do if you're in a position of power, but they got to look into this. And I, I used to be firmly on board with playing as many games as possible, but I think it starts there. Um, you can't play this many games. can't play them that close together. Um, something's got to change. It was a lot of injuries. That might be the legacy of the season, but that's certainly a disappointment. I think that's an interesting way to take it that way. Zach, where's your disappointment? Uh, I, I took this as a team one, so I, I said the Giants. Um, I think I mentioned fair. them. But coming off a playoff win and a lot of hype surrounding the quarterback, and I think that you look there now and you're like, what's really there that's keepable and going to be built on? Because are they going to tag Saquon again? Uh he doesn't sound too interested in it, um, so I, I think that it's a complete rebuild there. So, come out agree with you. Win. You got to get I rid agree. of Saquon if you're the Giants fan. You, I, you can't I kind of agree. Him money. And they got to figure out what they're going to do with Daniel Jones next year. They might be stuck with him. I'm going to go the Jets. I'm going to say that because all the expectations, the hard knocks. You get Aaron Rodgers. He goes out in four plays. That's disappointing. Um, all the acquisitions that Aaron Rodgers, the GM, asked them to make. You know, they bring in Nat Hackett uh, to be the uh, offensive coordinator. That wasn't very good. Uh, Randall Cobb was terrible. Delvin Cook was terrible. Um, Alan Lazar didn't do anything. I think he was a scratch a handful of times this year. They just, it was just a bad season all the way around. We still don't know four years in if Robert Sala can coach. Like, we really don't know uh, if Robert Sala is a good football coach yet. And yet he's going to get a fourth year. And we're going to keep letting him coach. And even though it's like there's no evidence to say that he's a very good football coach, um, I just think they're disappointing. And I don't know what to make of, of them going forward. I understand it was injuries. I understand that. I get it. But that offensive line stinks, and I don't know how it gets better. On Nat Hackett, how vindicated is Sean Payton for his comments earlier in the year? <laughs> See, don't say the things about Nathaniel Hackett and Zach's presence. He won't have it. He was a Packers offensive coordinator like Nat Hackett. Wasn't going to tolerate this. Let's be honest, the offensive coordinator was Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's true. I'm surprised Rodgers wasn't sitting there with the Denny's menu calling plays halfway through the season. Like, ah, stand aside. I got this. I got this. Um, biggest surprise, Zach. Who's the biggest surprise? Well, I think the biggest surprise should be the Houston Texans. Yep. Yeah. Right, I, winning the division. And I, I, if, if I can't imagine. I mean, if you look at the AFC, I think you could have predicted the rest of them. But not that one. I'm with you on the Texans. I was blown away by that. I, th I think that's my pick as well. Tyus? Yeah, it's the Texans, but honorary mention would be the Colts. I mean, they were able to string it together with their stud rookie quarterback getting injured and a backup quarterback that we think is pretty good, but, you know, it's not like he was super highly sought after. Um, Indy was one he, of the ones we got wrong this year, Rhino, yeah. on the over-under. We got that one wrong this year. We thought Indy was going to stink. We thought Houston was going to stink. We were wrong on both. Yeah, my top, my top two answers off the board, I'll give you another one. Just uh, by by sheer force of will and how the hell did they get here, I'm going to give you the Cleveland Browns. Uh, with as many injuries as they had offensively and defensively, uh, to continue to string wins together, get to the playoffs, and look like look like you can actually do something in there, uh, that's really, really impressive, and it should give Kevin Stefanski some looks at Coach of the Year. 
Yeah, I th- I think at the start of the year we would have predicted you know something similar to this record wise. Um, but yeah, once all those injuries happened, it was pretty impressive what they did. You Absolutely. you lose your you lose your best player on offense. You lose the quarterback who, I mean, how much of a loss is Deshaun Watson at this point compared to Joe Flacco? I mean, it's I mean they're probably playing about the same, but the attitude feels different. Uh, so it, I mean it's. I think that matters, and and they've just managed to hold it together. How good of a signing was Joe Flacco, too? My goodness, just what a great decision! Yeah, I mean, think about it. The trading for Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Stop. They should have played the past or not. I'm with uh, I'm with Barrero. I think we should have played Dobbs yesterday. Uh, you know, let him let him come back. Um, Ryan, you bring us perfectly to this one. Coach of the year. Is it Stefanski? I no. Uh, I, I think that I go with D'Amico Ryan's on this. Mm. Um, first year head coach, first year coordinator, first year quarterback. You pull it together. You look really good doing it. You're really young. You've got a lot of room yet to grow. Uh, I, I just, I just don't think that there's a better job coaching a team up, uh, and and to make the turnaround that they made too. I mean that's. It's ridiculous the turnaround they made. Is it sustainable? We'll see in year two. But we're not measuring coach of the year based on what could be. We're measuring it based on this year, and he has done the best job. Ty, what do you think? Yeah, it's hard to argue with either one of those. Uh, Stefanski is who I have written down just because he's a guy who we kind of felt like might be sitting on a hot seat for a little bit um, and then kind of turn things around with a quarterback who we – you know, who's brought up to be signed by the Vikings and, and we, including me laughed it off, right. As like, uh, yeah, that, no, no, no interest there. You know, he was a bad backup with the jets last year. That's, so the job he's done with, you know, I hard, uh, that defense is pretty good. Yep. You know, that, that team is pretty good despite everything they overcome overcame. So I'm, I'm going to go with Stefanski. Stefanski. So we got a vote for Ryan's, a vote for Stefanski. Zach. Um. Wow. Let's uh, let's go, with Dan Campbell. Dan I'll, Campbell. I'll right out. Right, Dan Campbell. Uh, won the division for the first time since it's been the North. Uh, so. Um, and anytime you do that in Detroit and get in the playoffs, it's a big deal. So I'll give it to him. I think that's a very good one. That's a very nice choice. I, I think Dan Campbell deserves some credit. I think it's going to be one of those three, but I do want to give a little love to some teams kind of in the middle here. Like, I think Matt LaFleur did a pretty good job. Like, all things considered, he has the youngest team in the NFL. They started off really rocky to rally back the way that they did and get in the playoffs. I think Matt LaFleur deserves some credit uh, as a, a football coach who did a pretty darn good job uh, considering what he had. And you know, I also think you gotta you gotta give some love to to you know like Todd Bowles down in Tampa. That that team's not good. Like that team stinks, and yet they're in the playoffs. They won the division, um, and it's because Baker Mayfield had life. Like he made every start, uh, which I don't think any of us thought that was going to happen. And I'm not a Todd Bowles guy. I want to be really clear, but I think he did a pretty decent job, all things considered, this year. Um, I think he deserves some credit for the job that he did. But I think you're right. I think it's going to be one of those three. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I had Campbell and I have D'Amico Ryan's as my, kind of my picks. Uh, 
So I'll lean. To, I'm going to lean D'Amico Ryan's with you, Rhino. I think I'm going to lean that because I think the rookie quarterback's the tiebreaker. Uh, nice job there by him. Comeback player of the year, Zach. I mean, is this worth talking? Is this Flacco? Can we just say it's Flacco? I think it's got to be Flacco. Yeah, I think that's on the tee for him. Flacco as well for you, Rhino? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, th- I think that the, the arguments for DeMar Hamlin are understandable, but I you got to be on the field to win comeback player. He played year. played one special team series or whatever. Yeah, was he yeah you, you got to be on the field to win the award. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's a sweet story, but he didn't play, so he didn't come back. So it is come, I, it's it's not comeback person, it's comeback player, and that implies that you're playing something. Correct. They can't give it to DeMar Hamlin. That would be an injustice. So I'm with you. It's Flacco. Universe, un, universal. Yep. Ryan, I'll, or, uh, Zach, I'll stay with you. How about rookie of the year? Is this easy too? Is this C.J. Stroud or is there more to it? I think it's got to be C.J. Stroud. Um, I know that... Uh, uh, what's his face? Puka had a good season in yep. for the Rams, but um, Stroud pushed his team to the playoffs, and you saw how valuable it was when he didn't play, right? When he missed um, some time there. So I, it's got to be him for me. Okay, I like that. I think Stroud is a good pick. I think Puka. You've hit the two guys that I think are the are the guys to think about for sure. Uh, Ty, do you have another guy? No, it's it's CJ Stroud. You know, and the the best supporting cast member there was Bryce Young. Just just made CJ Stroud look all the better. <laughs> Rhino, do you agree? Uh, I, I think that, uh, yes, it, it, CJ Stroud is the pick. I think that it's worth mentioning uh, defensively how good uh, both Devin Witherspoon and Jalen Carter were this year, as well as Brian Branch. Uh, I think that they, they were all studs defensively all year. Ivan Pace was a really, really good defender all year. And these are all rookies, so the the future's bright defensively. But it's worth mentioning some defensive guys. But, yeah, offensively, it's going to be C.J. Stroud, and it should be. I would argue that you know he won't be, but I would argue that he should have been in consideration for the uh, uh, for the MVP award just because of how well he played through the season. Um, uh, the, to be considered for both as a rookie is incredible, and, and he deserves it. I think it's Stroud, but I'm going to give some love to Sam Laporta. Um, I, th- I thought he was awesome for Detroit this year. I thought Jameer Gibbs was awesome for them this year as well. I thought those were dynamite picks by Detroit. And I thought those were difference maker picks. So, uh, I think those two guys should get some, some love here too. Uh, Laporta had probably what the best rookie season for a tight end ever. Um, and I thought it was a, just a really impressive year for him. He's a stud. Um, but yeah, I think it's Stroud. It's Stroud and it's Tank Dell. You know, just imagine if Tank Dell would have played the whole season. I mean, goodness. I mean, he was just a, what a, that was found money late in this draft. I mean, that was just incredible. And Nakua was awesome. Puka Nakua was terrific for the Rams. Uh, defensive player of the year, Rhino. Yeah, this one, this one to me is, is pretty easy. It's got to be TJ Watt. Um, I mean, it's, you can't put numbers up like that and not win it. Hmm. T.J. Watt. Tyus, are you T.J. Watt or are you Micah Parsons? No, I, I can I can hear the T.J. Watt argument. I can hear the Micah Parsons argument, although he, he tends to be a little bit inconsistent. Uh, if you're a team other than the Vikings, you tend to be able to come up with a game plan that can get him blocked a little bit. Certainly came up big in big moments. I'll, I'll give I'll give Parsons that. But I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path here and go Miles Garrett. 
he I felt like mm-hmm. was the best player on the best defense. And he's not necessarily a pin year. I have an issue with the pin your years back pass rushers like the Boses are, like um, TJ Watt can be. I want a guy who wrecks the game and every you know, you could you could certainly make that argument for TJ Watt, but Miles Garrett just makes a, a larger impact, I think, than those guys when you know, when you're not, you know, taking five step drops every play. I, I like that I pick. Miles Garrett's gonna, good. I was also gonna say Miles Garrett. Oh. Um I like what he does better, and I know Ryan's loved him all year too, so yeah, but yeah, I, I think I, those I, are I two the Watt stuff because if you look at just the pure stats, Watt beats him by just a little bit in pretty much all the categories. Hmm. But I do think what we've talked about the impact on the game. I think Miles Garrett is slightly ahead of him. I speaking of Miles Garrett, I forgot to mention Mason Rudolph might be comeback player of the year since he's finally recovered from getting a helmet bashed into his squash, courtesy of Miles Garrett all those years ago. Maybe that's the reason why it took him so long to get back on the field, but good to see him get back there. That was important. Wanted to make sure we added that. I think that's fair. I like all of those picks. I was going to lean Parsons, but I think you've talked me into Garrett. I, I think I'm there on Miles Garrett. So there we go. All right. Offensive player of the year. Zach. Do we meld this into MVP? Do we just do, do we call this both offensive player of the year and MVP? Should we lump this into one category or should we separate them? Um, I mean, we could separate them. I I don't know. I mean, I think we, you know, we've talked about like, but I'm just wondering, are they the same guy? Are they the same guy? No, I got different answers. Oh, you do have different answers. Okay. Then I'm willing to take it. Go ahead. Uh, my, my offensive player of the year is Lamar Jackson. Uh, Really, really good player. I mean, he, he had a, a phenomenal season this year, led the Ravens to the number one seed. Um, I, I I think it's up in the air whether or not he was, you know, the best quarterback this year. Uh, at times, I think he was outshined by by other other players on the field. Uh, but really, really great. I mean, he's consistently good. Uh, so he'll, he'll take my offensive player of the year. Zach, what do you think? I was thinking that I would go... Oh, man. See, I, I went back and forth. If you'd asked me two weeks ago, I probably would have given it in San Francisco. To McCaffrey? McCaffrey, yep. I just, you know, but but I think he got edged a little bit later. Um, But, you know, I, I'll, let, let's give it to him, and then I'll bring my MVP pick, MVP pick elsewhere. Very good. I like that. Ty? Offensive MVP is Tyreek Hill. Um, when he was out, you know, Tua and Waddle couldn't do it without him. He's to me, the most impactful non quarterback, certainly. Um, and my offensive MVP, I mean, he's, he's just, he's the one guy in the league. You could make arguments about some defensive players, but certainly on offense, he's the one guy who just feels like he's just, you can't really game plan against him, right? That that's that's the plan going into every game against him is let's double him, let's bracket him, and he still comes up with hundred yard receiving days all the time. I I would I would agree with you if we were talking earlier too. Like we just we mentioned defensive player of the year who had the biggest impact on the game. I think Tyreek Hill has the biggest impact over the other guys we've mentioned. So that's a good I answer. Still- <clears throat> I still come back to that play against who was it? They're playing like I don't remember if it was Buffalo or who it was. Caught the ball in the middle of five guys, hits the gas, and he's gone. Yeah, 
Uh, that it's it's two yards of separation, and that's all he needs. Which he just is seems like he's always insane. Yeah, he's always open to its bananas. Um, just a tremendous. Yeah, he had a great year. I think I'd lean McCaffrey myself, but Hill is a good case. C.D. Lamb had a great year. Um, like he's only a handful of yards away from two thousand or whatever it was for the season. Like he had just a terrific year. Um, so there's some there's some guys out there that you can talk about. Um, I'm I'm a little disappointed that Ryan didn't go with Bull Melton. He, he has been everywhere the last two weeks. <laughs> well, it's oh. easy to be. It, it's it's easy to look pretty good when you've got Joe Juan Williams screwing up cover three, which is like basic coverage. So, <laughs> so you're not oh, a Bo fan. Not so much that I'm not a Bo Melton fan. It's that I want every Vikings defensive back not named Byron Murphy Jr. to be thrown off the bridge. If the Packers upset the Cowboys in round one of the playoffs, Ryan, will you go out and buy a Jordan Love jersey and wear it week one next season? Uh, that's a tall order. I'm going to Mexico next month. I don't, I'm not spending money. <laughs> No, you have till you have till week one next If you can find uh, them. It, well, that's true. They're going to be flying off the shelves. Uh, would you buy a Josh Dobbs jersey like uh, Ty's relative did for five dollars? Uh, would you wear that to week one next season? If if by Josh Dobbs you mean number fifteen, so I can replace Dobbs with uh daniels and uh just put that on the back there i'd do that wow. i'm you know what we'll see if your wish comes true we'll see if it comes true all right mvp you already threw out lamar jackson so he's not your mvp is he ryan no christian McCaffrey's my mvp uh okay he the the gap between christian McCaffrey and the number two running back um, I'm trying to remember his name. He's the the starter from Miami, not uh, is, not Achain, not Achain, um, but Mostert. Mostert. The gap between McCaffrey and Mostert statistically is the same between Mostert and the 26th uh, running back, Chuba Hubbard. Uh that's ridiculous. That's insane. Uh, Might be what be, got Scott Fitterer fired today from Carolina as the GM. Might very yeah, well be. Might be. Uh, just to to outperform everyone in your position group like that, uh, where there is no argument who the best in the in the league is at your position, I think is deserving of the MVP. I've got Lamar. I think it has to I think Lamar has been a really good, you know, the they could be undefeated. Like they blew some games in the fourth quarter. The Ravens could legitimately be undefeated. Um and Lamar's had a very good season. He's run the ball. He's passed the ball. He's been a good leader. He hasn't turned it over as much. Um, he's overcome some tough times. You know, they've had injuries. They lost Mark Andrews, but all of a sudden with Isaiah Likely, they found something again. I just kind of, and no running back. Dobbins blows it out, you know, blows out what Achilles week one. Like he's done, finished, or week two. So they've had to get by with Gus Edwards and, and all this other stuff. Justice Hill gets hurt late in the season. They just keep winning. Uh, I think it's Lamar for me. Zach? I I feel like Lamar's had a good amount of weapons though, even with those guys going out. No? Like you like, I mean, I like Zay Flowers, but is he like a? He's not a Pro Bowl or anything though, is he? Like, would I, you I take think, Romeo Dobbs or Zay Flowers? Oh, probably Zay Flowers. 
<laughs> really? I, I'm saying it's a little closer than we think. I don't know if that's or Rashad Bateman. Would you take Dobbs or Rashad Bateman? I'd probably take Dobbs. How about over Odell Beckham Jr.? Bull Melton. <laughs> Ryan just slammed down his surgically taped headphones. He can't take it anymore. He's already had enough. Uh, but you think Lamar Jackson's the MVP or no? Is it somebody else? Uh, no. Um, my MVP pick uh, threw for nearly 500 more yards than Lamar Jackson. He threw... Uh, Eight more touchdowns than Lamar Jackson. And he's thrown to a bunch of guys that nobody knew their name because his top receiver and his top running back were out all year. It's Jordan Love. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Going with Jordan Love for the MVP. I love if, if you're you talking about value to their team. No, I would if that was the true case, I think it'd be Josh Allen. Doesn't Josh Allen account for eighty three percent of their offense? Uh, that's, that might be a good number too. Yeah. I, but I think Josh Allen puts the ball in harm's way too often. That's true. Jordan Love has been very efficient last seven weeks of the season Been very, very good. Ryan's a mess right now. <laughs> oh my God, Ryan. <laughs> Did Michigan just score again or what? Ryan, are you I mean, okay? Josh, Allen, oh, Josh Allen's got 18 interceptions by the way. Oh wow. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those guys who's got a lot of touchdowns, but yeah, a lot of picks. A lot. It's Only not Sam Howell has more. Uh, Ty, who do you have as your MVP? Yeah, I'm going to go CMC. There's something about Lamar Jackson that I, I – I'm just choosing a lot of quarterbacks ahead of him. I know, I know the proof is in the pudding, and they're the best team in the NFL right now. I certainly wouldn't want to play him. Not sure that Lamar is the reason. Um, so I'm, I'm leaning CMC there. I, I absolutely give credit to McCaffrey, right? I mean, he has the huge string of games with a touchdown in a row. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's he has been phenomenal. Um, and Durable as hell this year, too. Give him right. credit. And doing it as a running back in this day and age is very impressive. I'm going to give an honorable mention to someone who wasn't mentioned at all, which little surprising. Dak Prescott, he was really good. Yeah, I mean, he was really good at home. Road games are, I mean, I think the road game record will hurt him, right? I think that's the number that'll, you know, everybody's like, ah, he didn't play well against San Francisco, uh, you know, didn't win that game against Miami. The people thought Brock are Purdy deserved back. to be the MVP. What, what did Brock Purdy do that Dak hasn't done? Brock had the one bad game against Baltimore. That did him in. Uh, Brock had a great year though. I think Brock I, Purdy I, is the guy that should get some votes, but he, you know, he, I think the head to head against Lamar killed him. I, I think the argument for Purdy over Dak would just be right. Like the big game wins. Like I feel like Purdy has more pelts on his wall than the Cowboys do. I think that's fair. I think we could listen to that. Also Purdy can win on the road. It's true. It's true. And that'll no, be the we, big we test for Dak. That a few minutes ago, Ryan, while you were throwing your hissy fit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about this? Ryan, will you wear a Romeo Dobbs jersey in the white week one on Thursday Night Football next year? Or to the draft? Let me amend it. 
on our draft podcast, on our draft podcast, will you wear a white road Packers jersey to the draft? Where is the draft this year? Yeah, where is the draft this year, Rhino? You've done all the mock drafts. Certainly, they've given away the location of the of the uh, of the draft. Because <laughs> it's not in it's in Green Bay the following year. But where is it this year? I'm not sure. Is it Nashville? Wasn't it just in Nashville? Oh, it's in Detroit. Detroit. There's a fun place to bring the draft. That'll be good. That'll put butts. Can't in his wait. Place. That'll do it. <laughs> Like Ty, would you recommend a jersey? What, jer- what jersey will you wear for uh, on draft day? Will you wear a Bo Melton jersey on our draft pod? No. <laughs> I no. I have special ordered my Bo Melton jersey and put it on rush order so it gets here before my flight to Vegas. That's right. Wild card weekend for Zach. He will be placing some bets uh, and enjoying uh, some football down in Las Vegas. That should be lots of fun. We will have him back when we do our pod next Tuesday, because we won't do a pod next Monday because of the Monday night football playoff game. We want to let all of the playoff games play out before we pick round two. We should do our picks now so that we can get into some dad talk. Uh, let's start off with the, what I like to call the slime bowl, the Nickelodeon game, which I think they went with uh, Houston, Cleveland. Am I right? Houston, Cleveland, what do you have? Let's start with Ty. I'll let you pick right in the middle. Ty, who do you got? Well, I'm, you know, for, for it being the Nickelodeon Slime Bowl, I'm actually interested in this game. I think that the Tampa Bay game should have been the, the Nickelodeon Slime Bowl. I'm much less interested in that game. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, Philly's not playing well, but anyway, we'll get into that game. Um, but I have to go with the defense. Defense wins championships. This is a young team. It's a young coach for Houston. Um, I just have a hard time believing that they can get a whole lot done against uh, Cleveland's defense. I think Cleveland will win the game. They have a Super Bowl winning quarterback, um, and that that'll probably matter. So that is uh, you got Browns. What do you got, Zach? I'm also on Cleveland. Um, I agree. I think there is some intrigue to watching this game. Uh, but I, I do think that that defense will travel here in the playoffs um, and just the youth of Houston might be their undoing here. You know, it's tough your first time in, right? And for yeah, a lot true. of those guys, it's going to be their first time in. And so I'll take I'll take the Browns. Different kind of energy in that one for sure. Rhino? Uh, I'll take the Browns just because I'll take experience over youth. Uh, the Texans will be back here. Uh, I mean, they're, they're going to be a, a pretty well-constructed team moving forward, but you're missing offensive weapons still. Uh, I, I don't know that that offensive line is totally up to snuff yet, especially against a, a defensive front like uh, Cleveland's. Miles Garrett could feast in this game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Browns. I am going to stay with that. We'll make that a clean sweep. I will also make it the Browns. I like the defense. Defense in the in the playoffs, I really like. And Flacco has been a steady hand at the wheel. I you know If he stays that way, I think they win. I do think, though, the Texans are going to play pretty tough. I, I think this is going to be a close game. I mean, I like this game as like a 31-28 kind of game at the end. I think Tennessee's going to – I mean, not Tennessee. Houston's going to find a way to score some points and make this interesting. But I think the defense will make one play more at the end than the Texans will. So give me the Browns. All right. Uh, this one's Ryan, weird. Ryan, hold on. Ryan, Ryan said uh, experience over youth there. And I just – I had a flashback to my bar days in my mid-20s. So <laughs> – 
before Rhino? Is Michigan still ahead? Yeah. You okay? I'm fine. You feel like you're getting a little more agitated as the pod's going on. Does it? Does it feel like I'm getting more agitated, Tim? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Are you drinking eggnog again? Uh, I finished my eggnog. It looked like you were slamming a bottle of eggnog right I there. Di- I did slam a bottle of eggnog. Uh, that was Jesus about a third of a bottle. You, I didn't even know you could still get eggnog. You can't. I stocked up. Ty's got, yeah, he, I was going to say, Ty, he How has crates of eggnog. I don't know. I don't look at the date. I just drink it. And he just drinks it. It could be three years old. He doesn't know he's drinking that shit. Yeah, okay. he's got that down. You sure you want to insure him, Tyus, if he's drinking all this eggnog? Are you sure this is a good move on your part? We'll look into it. <laughs> we'll do the math. <laughs> we'll do the math. We'll check the policies. See what we can do. This one's weird. Zach, I'll give this to you first. This one's on the cock. Only on Peacock. Um, Dolphins v. Chiefs, which feels wrong. Everybody should be able to watch this game. This feels like a game people want to watch. Dolphins at Chiefs on the cock, 7 p.m. our time Saturday night. Your thoughts? Um, I don't get all the the drama over Peacock and having it. Like, it's not I that mean, big yeah, of a most deal. have it. Most have Peacock. Most people are streaming ten thousand things. I've said it before. If I could only have one streaming service, that would be my streaming service too. So, if you don't have Peacock, I have one streaming service. Go get it. Go get it. I have, yeah, I have one streaming service. I'm watching all the games. Yeah, well, I, well, I'm just saying though, like, there's right. Yep. If I if I had to pick Netflix or Peacock or Hulu or whatever, I'd go Peacock. I would too. Whatever gives me a live sporting event, whatever that is, that's what I want. Um, I'm get, gonna pick Kansas I get free City for Comcast, so it's not a big deal for me. Most people do. Kansas City, you got. Yeah, I, I think that uh, you know Miami's down more guys on their defense again, um, and while Miami has the puncher's chance here with their offense and stuff. I just think that Kansas City will be too much for them, and we'll take this one. Kansas City at home is the reason I like it, right? I like them at home. I just think they win playoff games at Arrowhead. Um, I, I think they will win as well. So I'll take Kansas City. Tyus. Burrowhead, you mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I have Kansas City here as well. Um, Burrowhead at Arrowhead, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's the playoff experience for sure. Like I said yeah. earlier, it matters. Take Mahomes. They sat out last week. They probably they you know they've been rested. Finally, maybe might be what they needed. So ties on them. Are right, Ryan? You're gonna make it a clean sweep. Eight in a row. We're gonna agree on the uh, the difference maker against speed is often cold, and it's going to be sub zero temperatures in Kansas City uh, this weekend. I'm gonna take Kansas City to beat to, to beat Miami. Yeah, but I mean, he's played his whole career there. Right, I mean Tyreek Hill's been there. I'm He's not talking just about Tyreek Hill. I mean, you know, the whole team has to play. It's not just him. That's true. Right. That's I, I don't. Do I think that Tua is going to be able to stand in and throw the ball against that? You know, that defense in that cold. No. I I, 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 I do want to. Yeah, I I get that. I I do want to applaud the NFL schedule makers or the scriptwriters this year. Um, we get Cle- <laughs> we get Cleveland, Houston, right with the right. They had just had the big trade for Watson. Yep. Tyree Kill going back to Arrowhead. Yeah, it's good stuff. Right. You get Green Bay against McCarthy and Dallas. And you get um right Stafford and Goff who are swapped for each other. That's it's too good. good. It's yeah. too good. It writes itself. Writes itself. Um let's go to that again. Here's the two seven. I don't think I thought five weeks ago this would be the two seven. Uh the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road at Buffalo on CBS. Ty. 
Or Ryan, have I gone to Ryan first? Who do I need to go first to? Ryan, I'll go to you. I'll go Ryan, first. This one. Steelers, Bills. Uh, yeah, give me the Bills in this one. They're playing hot. They're playing at home. Uh, the the Steelers are are decent, but they're banged up. Uh, so I'll, I'll take the Bills at home. Yeah, Snow I mean, and sub-freezing temperature, Zach. I don't trust Mason Rudolph to win a playoff game. So I'll go with the Bills. Hmm. Ty? Yeah, it's the Bills all day long. You have a you know, MVP caliber quarterback against a replacement level quarterback at home. So Bills. Sub-zero temps and snow sometimes can be the great equalizer, but probably not in this case. I'll stay with the Bills as well. So we all agree so far through 12. This has been great. Um, how about this one? I think we'll differ a little bit. The Green Bay Packers at Dallas. This is the fourth, the 330 game on Sunday. Dallas Green Bay. It's as good as it gets. I'll I'll start with the owner, Zach. Do you think it's weird that they play in all three AFC games first and then all three NFC games? It is kind of interesting, isn't it? it, I know, it, shook it out. Weird. Um okay. I'm I'm gonna go with the Packers in this one. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my heart here a little bit. Shocking, this but, is shocking. But if you look historically, Green Bay in Dallas, um, Aaron Rodgers three and zero, Bart Starr three and one, Don Mikowski one and zero, Matt Flynn one and zero. The only time they've struggled there is with Favre, right? Far and Favre couldn't get over the hill there. But for the longest time, Green Bay has been the boogeyman to the Cowboys in the playoffs. And now here they are again. So I'm, I'm going to take, you know, I, I think, right. We've, we've gone with the chalk and everything else. I'll take the upset here in the Packers. Farf did They're fine play- against Dallas when he played for the Vikings. Did he not? <laughs> I don't recall. I've blocked those years from my memory. Hey, Ty, what do you think? Yeah, I have this, this, superstition and rule that I never choose the Vikings to win and I never choose the Packers to lose because if they, if the Packers do lose, I don't care that I had the wrong pick because I'm just happy that they lost. So I'm going to go with the Packers here for no other reason than I, I can't pick them. uh, You have to to stay with your superstition. I'll I'll jinx it. Yeah. Not, I'm not changing today. (laughs) Rhino, what do you got? Uh, for me, this matchup is about the uh, uh, the Cowboys offense versus the Joe Barry defense. And, uh, you know, as nice as the Packers have looked the last few weeks, this is a completely different animal and Dallas plays completely differently at home. Uh, I fully expect that Dallas defense to bring a ton of pressure on Jordan Love. He still doesn't play great under pressure. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Dallas. Yeah, I got to take Dallas too. I, I do. I, I, I appreciate the Packers and what they've done to get back into this. They fought hard. I tip my cap to them. Uh, Jordan Love looks like a looks like a, a guy developing into a top 10 quarterback in front of our eyes. Um, but I'm going to take Dak. I think this is a team that has to win. They're going to play desperate. I, I, I think they're going to – at home, they're a different team. They're just, they just play faster. They play more engaged. But it's a big one for McCarthy. I think this is a message thing. He needs it. Needs this game in a big way. And uh, I got to take Dallas to win. Uh, the night game on NBC, the Rams at Detroit. Ty, the Rams at Detroit. Nick Mullins threw for like 900 and some yards against this defense. <laughs> yeah. That's concerning to me. 
Um, I think Matt Stafford's a little bit uh, more qualified than Nick Mullins. It's concerning. The Rams are playing well. They have all of the offensive weapons. They still have Aaron Donald on defense, as far as I checked, even though Tim tried to tell me he retired in the offseason. I was wrong. I was wrong. Still there. I blew it. This is, you know, the the Packers thing is kind of a joke. This is probably the only upset I'm going to go with this week, and I'm I, I have to go with the Rams. I just I don't believe I don't believe in the Lions team. I think the Dan Campbell thing is a cute story. If you want to give him coach of the year because of the accolades, that's fine. I get that. That I won't argue that. But take Dan Campbell off of that football team. The play calling doesn't change. I'm not so sure a whole lot of the execution changes. He's a rah-rah guy. I've, I'm well on record about this. I think they're the same team without him. I don't believe in him. Rams win. Wow. I mean, in fairness, they just should have beaten the Cowboys two weeks ago. Yeah. Right. They are, I mean, a, they, are a, they are a questionable call away from potentially beating the Cowboys. I've, I've got the Rams to win. I, I think I get to give we have to give some credit here to the Rams, right? A couple years Absolutely. ago, they have they really sold out the farm, right? They got rid of a bunch of draft picks. They they went all in and it worked and they won, right? I don't think they've had a first round draft pick in like twenty years, um, <laughs> and here they are in the playoffs again. So credit to them for their turnaround. I'm gonna take the the Rams. I, I as much as we've I I awarded Dan Campbell earlier. He worries me in a big game, making a dumb decision, and that comes back to bite him. So I'll go Rams. Rhino. I'm going to take the Rams here. Um, Wow. Wow. This is insane. I I thought about taking the Rams too, but I'm a little scared to now. Go ahead, Ryan. I think offensively, they're they're just too solid. Um, I think the play calling is is probably going to be a little bit better than the play calling that, that Detroit will have defensively. And I think that's going to be the difference. So I'll, I'll take the Rams. A steady hand at the till. Uh, I must admit, like, you know, I love McVay in this spot against Campbell in a coaching matchup. I got to take Detroit. I'm going to take Detroit because I want this to happen for Detroit. I want it to happen for Dan Campbell. I think this would be a really sweet uh, little feather in the cap for them. I'm worried about this matchup. I think it's a bad matchup for them. Ugh, sorry, I'm yawning. I give McVay a ton of credit. Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, they have figured it out. Um, I, I, I'm going to take Detroit to win. The injury to Laporta, bad news though. That's not good. Didn't want that. Bad time to get that. Uh, Should have rested some starters yesterday. Should have done that. Didn't do it. Big mistake. Uh, Monday Night Football. The last one. Eagles, Bucks. Ryan, Eagles, Bucks. Um, Man, the Eagles are in free fall here. Um. And it seems to be mostly just the team just not getting along. Um, yeah, but the Bucks are so bad. Uh, uh, I'm talking myself into it, but give me, uh, give me the Bucks uh, the with Bucks. upset here. Wow! Um, get some, get that that kind of, you know, nothing to lose. Baker Mayfield. He does well in those in those situations, so I'll take the Bucks. Bucks, uh, Zach. Uh, Michigan just went up by fourteen. I'll take I'll take <laughs> Philadelphia. Um, I'm going to go with. I went all three home teams in the AFC. I'm going all three road teams in the NFC. 
right. Bucks, uh, Philly there to win for Ryan. I'm uh, for Zach. Ty. Look no further than one day ago, the Buccaneers had a must-win game against Carolina, and they won 9-0. Um, I certainly give a little bit of credence to the fact that Philadelphia, this could be the start of the unraveling of a core, the unraveling of a franchise. Um, if they don't win this game, it would be a pretty, pretty big fall. But I have to go with the Eagles because the Buccaneers just aren't that good. I got to take Philly just because I'm with you here on this one, Ty. I got to take Philly just because I have to think they have more talent than Tampa. And eventually the talent's going to win out. But would I be shocked if Tampa wins this game in some sloppy, ugly, 17-13 slobber knocker? I would not be surprised. But I, I'll have to take Philly for right now. Have to. Got to say Philly wins. We'll see how this plays itself out. Super wild card weekend. All right. For those of you who don't want to listen to Dad Talk, you can move on. But I don't know why you wouldn't want to. Dad Talk is the most interesting segment we have on this pod. Certainly the one the ladies listen to. Uh, or at least Zach's gal listens to the most. And I actually think uh, Ty's gal listens to the most. Ty barely, Ty's gal listens to Dad Talk, I'm sure. Uh, at least we'll listen to this one. Dad Talk, Zach, you say you got something. Let's have you stay. Let's have you kick off Dad Talk this week. All right, so we, we are heading to Vegas. Our flight leaves Sunday morning at like 6 a.m. And um, after the last couple days here of uh, getting back into the routine of like going to daycare in the morning with the boys and getting up, and they've been up super early, Caitlin dropped this gem this morning. She said, I can't wait to get to Vegas so we can sleep. <laughs> And I think that may be the only time in the history of the world that someone is excited for the opportunity to sleep in Vegas. I think that's probably a good way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be sitting there wanting to get on the floor and start gambling right away. And, and uh, Caitlin's going to be like, no, 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 no. We're checking yeah, in here. and We're going to get uh, four or five hours before we go out there. Well, it's. Uh, I mean, it, is, it has been rough, right? If you have little kids and they get up and they get off schedule. And so we did not have... Um, they did not have daycare over winter break. Um, their schedules obviously get off with all the holidays plus their sisters in town. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, hotly contested games of go fish um, <laughs> and things like that. And they're, so they're just, they're just juiced up a little bit and they're, they're off and they've always been early risers, but now, um, it, it just, it was a rough couple of days. You know, I, I got up with them at like five the other day after going to bed at like one in the morning. So, oh, Ryan sounds like he never sleeps when with young Kieran. So I have to assume you can relate to this, Ryan. Yeah. Lauren and I went on vacation last year, uh, literally just to get out for a few days. It's like parole. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, we, we went to the, uh, we went to the Dells just to, you know, get a, a nice place away and you know, we could get a couple of drinks and sit in the pool for a while. It was a drivable vacation. Oh man, all we did was sleep. Uh <laughs> we we wanted to do more, we wanted to to hang out more, uh, and and all we did was sleep. So it was it was three days of sleep. It was nice. I'm not gonna this lie is- to you, I don't regret it at all. 
This is why I don't get Ty because I don't think you and Kayla go on trips to you by yourselves. You take the kids everywhere. In fact, your last trip was a road trip with all of them, right? Yeah, we, we do actually go on trips without them. Uh, famously, we went to the Bahamas for a week when Lily was two weeks old. Kayla was still breastfeeding, left the kids. Um, and actually in two weeks, <laughs> they're Kayla, all in the fridge. Take care of it. You're fine. Kayla and I are going to uh, St. Lucia for a week for our 10 year anniversary and leaving the kids. So um, we're good at that thing, but I definitely understand the the sleep thing. At almost any trip I can think of, the first thing you do is take a good nap, just kind of catch up. Kayla and I are always talking about like, what, what do you do? Or what did we do on a Saturday morning before kids? We just wake up and <laughs> whenever you want, hang out in bed, watch TV a little bit. Just say, hey, you want to go out for breakfast? You want to go, you know, what, what do you want to do? You want to go shopping? You know, as, as a parent, you don't get to, you don't have any of those luxuries. You have to plan that stuff out like a month ahead if you want to go out to lunch. Especially True. with three. It's really, I, I will say, it's the biggest difference between two and three is... Nobody wants to watch them. Our list of people who, not not necessarily are qualified, but willing to watch all three kids like this bit, like two people. So that's that's the hardest part. And, and you got to pay them more. Like you got to pay them per child. Like that's fifty bucks a head now, isn't it? I mean, well, what's it costing you? Yeah, you don't. I don't know. I feel like babysitters are a thing of the past. Like true babysitters, it's family, and they don't ask you for any money. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, It'd be That's really a nice. good question. Are babysitters a thing of the past? We we have had them a couple times, but only really out of desperation. It's never there's not really like your the neighborhood. Thought. There's not like the neighborhood high schooler that you kind of trust that you're like ah the neighborhood high schooler can watch them. No, not really. We we used not in my neighborhood. Um, a couple years ago, I had uh, one of my former softball players. She was in college at the time. Um, come watch the boys during the summer a couple times. Um, when we didn't have childcare during the day, um, and I had some other, like I had some coaching stuff to do. So we were able to use that. Um, I think, I think our neighbor would watch them if we were like really in a pinch for something, but like if we're going out socially, usually our neighbor's with us. So that wouldn't really be an option. You know, my, my parents live less than a mile from here. Um, and we'll watch them. Uh, Caitlin's parents, uh, her they're they're further away, but her mom's gonna come and watch the boys while we're in Vegas. That used to be such a gig economy. Like, did you guys ever babysit when you were in high school? Did you you didn't you, did you have a sitting job? No, I I, I, did, I did have a couple sitting jobs. I did have a few sitting jobs that were like pretty standing that I could get pretty much whenever and, and that's paid why you pretty don't well. Have kids must not have went well. well. What What do you mean it didn't go well? I thought it went well. <laughs> I no any I, issues. I watched my. They were live. Um, and usually it would be on like, you know, like the, the big go out days, the, the night before Thanksgiving, um, you know, even some new year's eves I gave up, um, because my, I mean, my aunt and uncle gave me a good, a good chunk of change to do it. Um, and it was pretty easy. So I like it. Ty, I don't have kids because my wife refuses to sleep with me. It has nothing to do with my ability. You know we're as a still recording, right? 
She doesn't listen to this podcast. Don't worry. And, it's, <laughs> and I'm not saying anything that's not true. She'll she'll come right down here right now and say, yeah, that's true. There's a pillow between us in the king size bed right now. That is a body pillow. It's like the it's like the wall of Jericho. I mean, there's no getting over it. It's like the Berlin Wall. It's separating East West Germany right now. There's nothing we can do. Nothing happening. David Hasselhoff singing on top of it. <laughs> well, speak, speaking of sleeping in though, uh, <laughs> Caitlin Caitlin did book uh, two queens in in Vegas for his and her beds. So yeah, and, and I that noticed of, this. That's we, the we, ultimate yeah married move. We've done that. <laughs> we 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 usually get the king, um, but we the last time we went to Vegas. Our flight was delayed. We called them before we left. We're like, hey, we're not going to get in until like three in the morning. And they're like, yep, no problem, no problem. And we got there and they're like, well, we don't have any king size beds left. And we're like, well, you know, it was, it was like the Seinfeld episode. Like, you took the reservation. <laughs> like, I, you know, Isn't we that called the them point of the, the reservation. reservation. <laughs> like, that, and so that was uh, frustrating. And then. Um, but this time the, the price difference was pretty significant. Um, yeah. and so we were like, yeah, we can go without if, that. If the price difference is, if not a lot of price difference, wife will try to get the King. But if the price difference is substantial, she'll go to two Queens and have no problem. And she has no qualm saying, Hey, uh, that's your bed over there. That's, uh, this one over here. That one's mine over there. That one's yours. Figure it out. Deal with it. And, uh, you know, there is something to be said for this. Rhino, have you heard about this? That a lot of couples no. are pushing for separate rooms, separate beds to start. Like having a, well, they call it a sleep divorce. Like, they're, I mean, they're still in love. Everything's great. But like, they can't sleep in the same bed together. Got to have the separate things. A sleep divorce. Have you thought about that? No. Separate beds, separate rooms, separate everything? No, we got the gigantic king size bed. Um so Has he put up the body pillow yet for a big wall in the middle of the bed? No, oh, no. My wife and I still have sex, Tim. Uh, <laughs> Case in point, you have a one-year-old. That's right. Uh, that was the last time you had it, though. I'm not going to get into details. <laughs> You're uh, the one who brought it up. I didn't bring it up. You brought I'm, it up. I'm just ca- pointing out a difference here. That's all I'm saying. I think um, it was a distinction without a difference. All right, continue. Uh, so, no, it... Uh, I've heard of this. I had a friend in high school whose parents had separate bedrooms. Mm. Uh, my grandparents had separate bedrooms. And I think the culprit in both cases was snoring. Mm. So it, uh, that can be a, that can be a deal breaker for a number of people. Yeah. I think it's snoring or farting. It's one of the two. Gotta be, gotta be. <laughs> I can't be, it's, but it just, I don't know people. And I've heard separate blankets is the key. Now wife and I have done this. The separate blankets thing is the the way to go. You we, we are we way. are completely separate. I'll, I'll say yes. That. So, so I I take shit for this all the time from her. I tend to sleep on top of the comforter, and then I have my own like quilt. Okay, and it's a little bit madness, but okay, I'll take that. And she's under like eight layers of blankets. That's me. And she, Caitlin, and I get each other. And sheets and different whatever. And like I I am not a sheet person. I like, am I, not a sheet person either, either. Right. And apparently that's like a thing. Like the top sheet is going away. That is. Yeah, uh, nobody uses it. Yeah. So, but she's very adamant. So anyway, so I, so she gets under everything and then I'm on my own. 
right on my my half, but I've got I've got a king size quilt comforter of my own. Nice. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. I've got three blankets going. I'm a layers guy and a fan. And the wife, that's where the sleep divorce is going to come from. The wife's got an ass full of the fan. She's like, look, I've been with you 13 years total. And the fan is just, it's starting to become the problem. Is it like a ceiling fan or what? No, I use the regular straight fan and I just have it on my face most of the night. But there's just enough collateral damage there that she's getting it. So uh, I don't, I don't know how long. I think she's, there are nights where she's a big fan proponent on the hot nights and stuff like that. But then there are nights where she's like, oh, do you have to have the fan tonight? It's cold. I'm like, the answer is yes. We have to have the fan every night. We, 365. We have a ceiling fan. Um, yeah, and then I do, ha- I do have a little one near my bed that I turn on sometimes. So there's your dagger, Ryan. Ceiling fans. I turned it off. Mich- Michigan, oh. just, Michigan just picked one and took it all the way back down it like. 70 yard return inside the 10 and then punch. Yeah, I, I turned it off. What's the uh, fight song for Michigan? Is that dun 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 dun? No, what, what's the no, Michigan that's, one? That's U of M. That's Minnesota. Oh, is that U of M? What's the I'm Michigan one? Rhino? I'm can never you, can you do it? Nope. Can you do it? No. I would recognize it if I heard it, but I don't know it off the top yeah. of my head. I'll have Which to is, look that up real quick. That, that is a weird one, too, when you go, when you go play some of these other high schools. Yeah, and you're like, well, that's the Notre Dame fight song, yeah, um, <laughs> right? Because that's, I mean, Andover is Notre Dame. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, and they so should be ashamed uh, of themselves. Who Lakeville North is also Notre Dame's. Um, I don't Same know. Is an Oka's tailed after someone? I don't know what it is. Uh, I th- maybe it is Michigan. Is it fight fight an Anyway, the Anoka one is so damn slow. It is a dirge. It's a dirge. Yeah. Yeah. It's very uh, slow. I mean, the Co- the Coon Rapids one is like Delaware. That's State. my favorite one. Oh, I love that one. That that one's pretty good. That one's got some juice to it. But when you, if you find it online, Delaware, it's either Delaware or Delaware State, I think. They're, um, they play it much slower than Coon Rapids does. Really? Yeah. And I think Coon Rapids is just every year it gets a little bit quicker. Oh boy, Ryan. Oh, there it was. There it was. I th- Ryan, I think I'll put you your headphones credit. back on. I think you've got to give credit to Michigan in the way they've played defensively. Yeah. This. Um, they you know, they Ryan, battle, man. Ryan's not a big Ryan. But. Ryan. Ryan has taken his headphones off. He has slammed him on the ground. He is all done. All right. <laughs> Anything else we want to close out with tonight on Dad Talk, or are we excited for some playoff football? Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. the The weekend in Vegas will be fun too. Um, but send yeah, me no, some send us some pictures and some updates. Yeah, I th- you know that it, it was a fun you know just kind of wrapping up Dad Talk. It was a fun uh, winter break. I drove Brooklyn to the airport. Um, that's why we delayed recording this a little bit tonight because uh, I just got back. So she flew out tonight. Uh, you know, the long trip to Fargo, uh, but <laughs> she flies to Fargo, huh? Well, so she flies, kind of- you know, she flies for free cause her mom's a flight attendant. Oh, that's true. You might as well. Yep. And so, um, right. That cuts out, a. she doesn't have a car up there. That's true. So if she, you know, that would mean a three and a half hour drive up there and then three and a half hours back for someone. So, 
she's she takes the flight. Is that like a thirty minute flight? Uh yeah, pretty much. It's <laughs> so good. Um, so oh, when, when I go. when I was in college at St. John's dating her mom, um, mm. her mom would get done flying and f- and and she would fly up to St. Cloud instead of drive up. And she wow. would, and she would call me and be like, "All right, we're taking off." And by the time I got to the airport, they would land. So it's it can it can't be much more than that. So it's probably about a thirty minute flight. Can't beat it. That is fantastic. Uh, guys, I thoroughly enjoyed our quad pod for a first time out. I thought this went really well. I'm glad we got a chance to be together. Uh, maybe we'll try this again throughout the playoff run. Rhino, are you okay? I don't want to talk. <laughs> how many? How Can many I just I- say, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> this whole year, this whole year, I have been kicked in the dick repeatedly by this fucking sport. All right. Every single fucking time this sport has an opportunity to just drag its cleats across my nutsack, it has done it. All right. This is bullshit. I fucking hate it. And I hope that this doesn't happen again. I wash my hands of 2023, 2024. I'm done with it. I never want to see this fucking year of football again. Over under on bull melton touchdowns this weekend. <laughs> oh, fuck your. disappointed we didn't get the sounder oh my god i don't have anything else to give it it's so good (laughs) oh my god (laughs) now i gotta go to work all right it's time to go hey guys thanks so much for joining us and again if you want to listen to us on the podcast i would encourage you to do so on anywhere you get your podcast whether it's apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio, pandora you name it it's there uh, you can also find our archive at timpodcast.pondbee.com where you can find this episode and any episode that we have done up until this point. Ryan will come back later this week with Lauren as we do another episode of Peak Cinema where we do Space Jam, the uh, the classic Michael Jordan tale. I know it's one of Ty's top 10 favorite movies of all time, so we'll definitely hear him his thoughts on that one. It will be great. want to thank you again for tuning in and giving us all the support you have over the last few months and this football season. It's been a long regular season, but we have made it to playoff time. We'll be back here with you next Tuesday night after all the playoff games are settled. Zach will be back in town from Vegas, and we will wrap it then. So until next time, for Zach, for Tyus, for Rhino, this is Tim saying keep your head up, and we'll see you.